Welcome to A Better Covenant Podcast, an arm of the teaching ministry of Dr. Felix Idolo. We pray that this message will bless you and lift you up as Dr. Felix Idolo brings you deeper insights into God's covenant with us. And now, here is Dr. Felix Idolo. This episode is a continuation from the last podcast. Exodus 23, verse 25. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Think about that. In other words, what he's saying that you, you serve me, and I'll make sure that sickness is not in your midst. I'll take it away. And in Christ Jesus, this scripture has been fulfilled. He took it away at the cross of Calvary. Legally speaking, Jesus took upon himself the sicknesses of the world. Our sicknesses. He said, but now God says, serve me. If you serve me, if you listen to me, if you obey me, it says, it says, I will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. None of you will suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. See, I will fulfill the number of your days. No use dying before the right time. He says, I will make sure you live long enough to fulfill my plan. That's why he says, serve. He says, if you serve me, that's serving the purpose of God for your life. Then he says, I will fulfill the number of your days. Not that I will give you enough time to live on earth to fulfill that purpose. That's what it means, I will fulfill the number of your days. I'll give you enough time. You serve me without sickness and disease, and you live long enough to fulfill my purpose and my plan for your life. Amen. That's part of our, that's, a, that's the children's bread. So I serve God. I serve God. I choose to serve God. And when I choose to serve God, nothing will cut off my life from this world before the time that is due. Nothing. He said, wherefore I serve God. I serve God. I serve God. And because he was serving God, uh, before you, because you serve God, God says, I will, I will bless your bread and your water. I will bless your bread and your water. And they says that I will, no one will miscarry in, your, in the land. Then he says, the number of your days, I will fulfill it. In other words, I will make sure you live long enough. I will make sure you live long enough to fulfill your life on earth, to fulfill your ministry, to fulfill the purpose for which I placed you on earth. That's what he's talking about. Amen. That's what that scripture is talking about. Now, I want us to go there and look at uh, Acts chapter 27, verse 25. Remember that scripture says, it says, you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. And it says, it says, you serve God and he will bless the bread and your, ble- your bread and your water. Then it says, it says, none of you will miscarry in the land and there will be no barren woman in the land. Then it goes forward to say, I will fulfill the number of your days. In other words, I will make sure that you live long enough to fulfill the purpose for which I placed you on earth. Can you see that? He says, I will take sickness away from the, from the midst of you. In other words, when you serve God, when you commit your life to serving God, you, you, you can expect to serve him without sickness and without disease. And then he says, the number of your days, you will live long enough to fulfill your, your ministry on earth. I'll give you long life. I'll give you long life. Long, healthy life. No, no need, no use living long and sick. 
I mean, once you use living long and your body is full of sickness, that's, that's not a good life. Long life loses its meaning when you put sickness into the picture. Long life has meaning when it's a, a healthy life. When you are living healthy, then long life has meaning. When, when you are living sick, when your body is crackling around, crackling with sickness, then long life loses its meaning. That's why the Bible says that the number of your days I will fulfill when you choose to serve God and honor Him in your life. So that's the children's bread. Jesus said that Himself. Jesus said healing is the children's bread. Now let's go to Acts chapter 27. Let's read from verse 21. This was Paul on that voyage to Rome when that storm that came upon them on their way to Rome. Let's read it. But after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. You see, sometimes we don't listen to God and we run into trouble. He said, you should have listened to me. I told you guys not to get on the, to, to embark on this journey, to wait for a while. Wait a little bit before you start the trip, but you didn't listen to me. He said, you should have listened to me, but you did not listen to me. And now look at how much trouble that you brought upon yourselves. Verse 22. And now I urge you to take heart. For there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the sheep. For there stood by me this night an angel of God, to whom I belong, whom I serve. See that? Paul knew what it means to belong God, to belong to God and what it means to serve God. He says, I belong to God and I serve God. In the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the of that danger to their lives. Look at the confession he made. He says, For there stood by me this night an angel of the Lord, an angel of the Lord God, to whom I belong. Everybody say, I belong to God. Those are marvelous confessions to make when things are going rough around you. He says, Number one, I belong to God. Jesus is my Lord. I belong to Him. I am on the side of God. I have surrendered my life to Christ. I have surrendered my life to Jesus. I belong to God in Christ Jesus. And there are privileges and blessings that come with that. He says, I belong to God. I, then the next statement, he says, he says, what? Whom, to whom I belong. And next, what does he say next? Whom I serve. Can you see that? He, he made that confession. He said, I serve God. And because I serve God, whatever is happening around me is not going to take my life with it. I, I know it's not time for me to die. All this danger that's lurking around is not going to take me because I know the covenant promise. The covenant says, you will serve the Lord your God. He will bless your bread and your water. He will take sickness away from you. The number of your days you will fulfill. And Paul knew that he's not fulfilled the number of his days. That's why he knew he was not going to die in that situation. This man, he was a prisoner. He had been taken a prisoner. He was on his way to Rome to stand judgment in Rome before, before uh, Caesar. That's where he was headed. 
Now, these guys, because of their disobedience, had brought this disaster and tragedy upon themselves. His own life was in danger. But he says, I'm not going to die. Why? Because number one, I belong to God. Number two, I serve God. And I know that when I serve God, I know the promise attached to that. He says, the number of your days I will fulfill and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. So we make that confession in the midst of the, of the danger that locks around. I belong to God. Let's say it together. I belong to God. Belong to God. Number two, I serve God. I serve God. I surrender my life to serve God. I will do his purpose for my life. And he says, when you surrender your life to serve God, he will give you enough time on earth to fulfill your days. I serve God. In the midst of that tornado, in the midst of that storm, in the midst of that uh, uh, whatever it was, whatever it is. He said, I belong to God. Christ is my Lord. Number two, I serve God. And if I serve God, if I will surrender my life to God's purpose and plan for my life, he says, the number of your days I will fulfill. He knew it was not. He knew it was not time to die. Paul knew it was not time to die because he had not fulfilled his, 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 his ministry. There were still epistles that he needed to write. At this point in time, he had not written the book of Ephesians. He had not written the book of, uh, of, of Philippians. He had not written the book of Colossians. He had not written the book of 1 Thessalonians. He had not written 2 Thessalonians. He had not written the book of Hebrews. So now, how is he going to die? How is he going to die? Even the book of Acts has not been compiled at this point in time. He's not done all these things. Then how is he going to die? He knew that God's plan for his life was not yet fully accomplished. That's why he said, I serve God. And that's a confession to make when the danger locks around. I serve God. I consecrate my life. And, and when you do that, it says that the number of your days I will fulfill. It will give you long life. You have no business living this world when you've not fulfilled your, God's plan for your life. You've no business with death. You have no business with death when you have not fulfilled God's plan for your life. When death comes in before you fulfill God's plan for your life, it's coming in as a thief. The Bible says that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. John chapter 10 verse 10. I have come. Everybody say he has come. He didn't say I'm going to come. He said I have already come. The provision is already made. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. To cut short your life before time. You have a right to reject it. And say, no, I have no time with death. I have no business. This, this situation was threatening them. This situation was threatening them. It was threatening them. And now it was threatening to not just destroy the property, the ship, but to cut short their life. The Bible says every single person in that, on that boat, on that ship, had given up hope of life. Every single one of them, even the believers among them, had given up that there is no way out this time. We are going to die. The only person that kept his hope alive was a man that knew his covenant with God, God by the name Apostle Paul. He said, no, it's not time to die yet. I'm not going to die. I have life ahead of me to live, for I have not yet fulfilled God's plan for my life. Therefore, he said, I belong to God. Let's say it together, I belong to God. And that's a confession to make. It's a confession to make, I belong to God. I don't belong to Satan. I don't belong to sickness. I don't belong to disease. I belong to Jesus. I belong to God. Amen. I don't belong to the enemy. 
He's not my Lord. I don't belong to Satan. Giving thanks unto the Father who has qualified me to partake of the inheritance of the saints in the realm of life, who has delivered me. In fact, let's go there and read that. Colossians chapter 1. He said, I belong to God. I have been transferred from the dominion of Satan into the dominion of Jesus, which is a dominion of love. And so whatever the enemy is doing all around, he can come and force it on me. No, he can't come and take my life with this situation. I belong to God. His dominion does not extend to me. Amen. What a wonderful confession to make. Let's say it together. I belong. I belong. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Hallelujah. I belong to God. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. That word power means, the, the Greek word exousia means authority. It's like being under the reign of a king, of a tyrant over a particular territory. Everybody in that territory belongs to that tyrant, to that king. And that's why Paul is saying, I don't belong in his territory. I belong to God. What he's saying, I've been delivered out of the dominion of the enemy, out of the authority of darkness. Now he's causing all this, all this, this storm and all these terrible weather conditions around, and this thing is coming after us to take people to kill. And he just stands there at the deck of that ship and says, I belong to God. I belong to God. And that's what this scripture is saying. Giving thanks unto the Father who has qualified us to partake of the inheritance of the saints in the realm of light, who has delivered us from the authority, from the dominion, from the ownership of darkness. That's what Paul was saying. He was speaking from a position of understanding. I belong to God. I don't belong to him. So while the enemy is doing all these things, declare your stand. Take your stand and say, I belong to God. Let's say it together, I belong to God. Belong his, to God. his dominion does not extend to you. You can take everybody around you down with you, but you're not going to take me down. I'm still going to live to fulfill God's plan in my life. Now ask yourself, in the midst of that situation, how was Paul going to escape it? He doesn't know. Even if that ship was going down into that sea, God will find a way to deliver Paul from it. After all, what happened to Jonah? God sent the fish in there to take Jonah. So if that miracle can be repeated. God can still send a fish to take Paul and land him in Rome. That's why he said, I, I don't know, it's, it's going to be a miracle. He said, I belong to God. I'm not going down, but I will leave. This is the end of part two of this podcast series. Watch out for part three in the next episode. We trust that this message has been a blessing to you. Be sure to join us again for another refreshing episode. For additional information, please visit www.abettercovenant.org or email us at abc at abettercovenant.org.